What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. This is Ethos Grizz, a Sports Ethos presentation. I'm your host, David Williams. And tonight, you get the, I would say rare occasion, but it's happened a few times here lately, that it is me rolling solo. Isaac, as you all know, covers the Grizzlies and the Tigers, the Memphis Tigers basketball team. Men's basketball team is playing a game right now, so Isaac is on that. So you get just me. Got to be honest with you, this one's going to be short and sweet. It is the night before Thanksgiving. Got some company in. So this is probably going to be one of the shortest episodes we've ever knocked out here at Ethos Grizz. I keep saying Ethos Grizz. We just want to remind you all, nothing has changed as far as the show. Isaac and I are still around. Hoopball is just making a transition to cover more than just basketball. So we're making it about a, a culture it's just a shift, man. We're, we're shifting the gears and gearing up to get into more than just basketball. Isaac and I will continue to be the Grizz coverage team. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, I, you know, unless something crazy happens. So let's jump into this game. The final score of the game, Toronto Raptors 126, Memphis Grizzlies 113. And... We're back to talking about the same stuff. What happens to the Grizzlies when they lose games? It's defensive related. You look at the the Raptors. The Raptors shot the ball well tonight, 52% from the four, almost 53%, 47% from three. And that was just a shift between the first and second half. The Grizzlies were able to do what they wanted to do. They scored 71 points in the first half and then came back with 42 in the second half, Nick Nurse made adjustments at halftime. The Grizzlies were not able, not able to make the in-game adjustments to overcome Nick Nurse's adjustments. Therefore, the Raptors were able to overcome a 14-point deficit and beat the Grizzlies. Grizzlies fall to 9-9 nine nine on the season. And this, this one is just tough. It's tough to swallow for a number of reasons. Jaron gets into foul trouble in the third, sets down with his fourth foul, And I've got to be honest with you, I really think that he set too long. I know that you want him out there to close the game. But when Jaron went out of the game, the Grizzlies were leading. And that lead evaporated. The reason that lead evaporates is because when Jaron's not on the floor, they have a hard time protecting the rim. Brandon Clark does a pretty good job of that as a secondary, as a help side defender. But as far as being the primary rim protector, I don't know that he is really ready to take on that role. Brandon had a good game tonight, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 7 for 8 from the field. He's back to doing what Brandon Clark does, and that is playing around the rim, hitting those bunnies, catching the ball 7, 8 feet away from the rim and dunking it or you know laying it up, getting those shots that build confidence. And this is the Brandon that we fell in love with his rookie season I'm glad that he's here, glad that he's back. I'm more than glad that this coaching staff is letting him do what he does best. Little stat from Brandon Clark in college, he blocked more shots than he missed. You heard that correctly. He blocked more shots in college than he missed from the field. Brandon Clark is a good player. Brandon Clark needed to be in this rotation. I have been begging, begging them to start him because this defense, if you run out 
Ja, Desmond, Dylan, Jaron, and BC, this defense is way better than all of those guys minus BC inserts Stephen Adams. You don't believe me? Go look up the numbers. It's a pretty wide spread. I've talked to you all about it on here before. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Again, disclaimer, this show is going to be significantly shorter than any other show that we ever do just because it's the day before a holiday. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thursday and or Friday to you, depending on who or where you live, when you're listening to this. We appreciate it. The show Twitter handle has changed. It's at Ethos, E-T-H-O-S, Ethos Grizzlies. I'm at DWill2111. Isaac is Isaac underscore Rivals. This game in the first half looked like the Grizzlies were going to run away with this game. The, the Raptors have been struggling. They're on a six-game road trip. This was only their second win of the six-game road trip. They, they have not been playing all that well. But the changes by the coaching staff allowed for them to get back in it, allowed the Raptors to get back in it in the second half. The Grizzlies turned the ball over 15 times giving up 16 points on those 15 turnovers. Uh, They allowed 11 offensive rebounds for 18 Raptors second-chance points. Those are things you got to clean up. And that's – I said it in the previous game. The Grizzlies managed to win that game. But you you have to rebound the ball. You can play good defense – and get a stop, but then you don't rebound the basketball and you shoot yourself in the foot. And Desmond Bain, he alluded to that in one of the pregame press conferences, um, or maybe the shoot-arounds, I can't remember, but he was talking about that, how they, they'll they do good, they'll get stops, and then they just won't rebound the basketball. And that's where, that's where they're really missing JV more than anything else this year is his ability to rebound the basketball on the defensive end. But Jaron Jackson is stepping up his rebounding. If you've been watching him at all, Jaron had, uh, let's see here. Man, I I cannot read tonight. I don't know what my problem is. It looks like, I guess he only had two rebounds tonight. I thought he had six. I was looking at it wrong. But before tonight's game, J- Jaron's been rebounding the ball pretty well this year. When he's uh, playing the five, he's paying more attention to that. He's he's putting himself in a position to get those rebounds because when he's playing the five, he knows that he has to have them. He has the length. He has the athleticism to pull down those rebounds, and he's been doing a great job of it. So I'm, I'm happy with where he's at right now. I think he's done a great job. Um, it looks like they ended up crediting him. There, there was a question during the game – he had a block a block shot close into the game on uh, Freddie Van Vliet, and initially they gave that block to Desmond Bain, and it looks like they did revert that and they gave it to Jaron Jackson. So that makes 14 games in a row that he's had a block shot, which is the longest streak of his career. But you look at the numbers of how important Jaron is to this defense. You take you take this. Uh, you know th- this defensive rating. You look at this team, and you you see what they're doing. Let me pull it up here. I'm slacking. 
I apologize. So they're de- they're they're 106 basically 160 in their defense rating, 115.8. You take Jaron Jackson off the floor and that increases dramatically. It, it it's a huge change. It goes up 8 points when Jaron Jackson it goes from 115.8 to 123.5. So that tells you the impact that he's making defensively. So for all of the the shortcomings, and, and I don't know, I wouldn't myself, I just did, but I said shortcomings because I see a lot of fans talking about Jaron and his struggles and his shortcomings on the offensive end of the floor. I wouldn't call it that. I, I think that he is finding his rhythm. You know, he was out with that injury. He came back at the end of last year. He's beginning to look like the Jaron that we saw Heading into the bubble. Does he have to hit a certain number? Are we looking for Jaron to hit, say, 20 points a game? I saw someone mention that. I would love it. I would love if he got to 20 points a game. But because of what he brings to the team defensively, he doesn't have to hit 20 points a game for me to be happy. Right around, I think he's averaging somewhere around 16 points a game this season. And I'm completely fine with that. If he's 16.7 rebounds and he's got four defensive stats, I'm extremely happy with that because I know his impact on the defensive end of the floor. What do the Grizzlies have to do to close the game? The Toronto Raptors are a team... Pete and Brevin were talking about it, but if you watch any Toronto Raptors basketball games, they they have zero quit. Nick Nurse will not let this team quit. You're going out there and you're playing. Chris Boucher is a guy that is more than capable of being a rotation player in the NBA. He played six minutes and 46 seconds tonight, and that has been the case the majority of the year for him. He's not played that much time because he's not always out there doing what he's supposed to do, and Nick Nurse won't have that. He called him out publicly, saying, you know, he's got to do better. I was hoping that that would be a kick in the butt for Boucher. It was not, or it doesn't appear like it has been. But you've got to play a full 48 minutes to beat this team. The Grizzlies have struggled to do that at times this year, and that's what, you know, a 14-point lead, you go from a 14-point lead to a 13-point loss, that's a 27-point swing. It's rough. They've got a lot of guys. The Raptors have a lot of guys that can fill it up. Scotty Barnes was a guy coming out of college. Uh, you know, they were not sure what his offensive game would look like coming out of Florida State. They knew that he would have an impact rebounding the basketball and his ability to be a playmaker, you know, but there were questions about his ability to score at the NBA level, and he's doing just fine. Pascal Siakam is another guy that can drop 20 on you, but you're looking 17 from Barnes, 17 from Siakam. Uh, Precious went off in that third quarter. I think he had uh, he didn't score. He had like one shot in the first half and then put up 13 in the third quarter, and then Gary Trent took over in the fourth. So defensive breakdown, point of attack breakdown continues to be the story for this Grizzlies team, not being able to stop that dribble penetration. And then, you know, if you do get the the dribble penetration, and Dylan talked about it post-game, that 
in the film, when Gary Trent Jr. drives in and goes to his right, he either gets to the rim or he shoots a floater. When you make him go to his left, he'll pull up. He was knocking down mid-range jump shots, but those are the shots you want him taking. You want him going to the left, pulling up, because they're lower percentage shots. And Dylan, you know, he, he put it on himself. He's like, I have to do a better job. I know that I need to make him go left because when he goes left, he's going to pull up, and that's the shots we want him taking. And there were a few times there in the fourth that I was not able to do that. It's not a bash on Dylan Brooks. This defense is significantly better with him on the floor. But he owns it. You know, he he talked about effort. Uh, you know, you you listen to these post-game press conferences. Um, you know, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, all of these guys are saying the same things. They know what they need. They know what has to happen in order for them to finish out these games. The problem is... We're not seeing it on a consistent basis. They could have beat this team. This, you know, that it just blows my mind. We we go from that game on Monday night where they fought, grit, grind, just worked their tails off to end up pulling out that game over a much better team in the Utah Jazz to tonight against the Raptors, they hit that wall, and they hit the that that's the thing. They hit the wall in the Jazz game. They hit the wall in the Jazz game, and I thought for sure the game was over. They went down 11 against the Jazz, and I thought, okay, it's over. The Jazz are going to start to pull away. They're going to shut down. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. They fought back, and then with a minute to go, like around a little over a minute to go, uh, Bo, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic hit two threes and separated them by eight. They fought back and won that game. They've got it in them. We're just not seeing it on a consistent basis. That is what happens with a young team. It's frustrating to watch as a fan, as somebody that covers the team. It's really tough to watch that because we see them do it against better teams like the Jazz it's like, okay, you, you've got the recipe. You know what you need to do to make this happen. Now do it night in and night out. And it's so easy to say that, right? Like we can just be like, you play this way against the Jazz. You just have to come out and do that same thing again. Know that you're going to get punched in the face. Know that there's going to be runs. There's going to be times when the other team gets hot and they make a run. They may even get up on you a little bit. But if you stay in there and you fight, you can overcome that and walk away with a win. Dylan Brooks had a lot of praise for Nick Nurse tonight and his ability to make changes and adjustments. He talked about any time that you're playing a team that has good veterans and a good coach, you're going to have to play a full 48 minutes. That was the case. I don't think I'm going to keep beating this drum. I think I think I'm just going to wrap it up right here. Final score of the game: one twenty-six to one thirteen. Grizzlies fall to nine and nine on the season, and I believe that's going to drop them back to eight, uh, seven tied, basically tied for eighth 
with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, next game, day after Thanksgiving, Friday, at home against the Atlanta Hawks, who have been a bad road team this year. They're playing better as of late. But the Grizzlies got to come out. They've got to play a full 48 minutes. This is an Eastern Conference final team from last season. Trey Young, Clint Capella, John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Cam Reddish. These guys can ball. These guys, you know, not all of those guys that I named, but they have plenty of guys on this roster that can attack and that can dribble penetrate. The Grizzlies defense has to step up. It's not just on one player. It's on a multitude of people. There, there are a number of different things that happen tonight that I really want to talk about, but I'm just not going to do it. We'll get into that when Isaac is back. I'm pretty sure Isaac will be back with me for the post game on the Hawks game. So we'll get into it. We'll talk about this game a little bit and that Hawks game whenever we do our next post game. I'm going to tell you about our sponsors here at Hootball, mybookie.ag. They've been rolling with us for a while here. Go over to mybookie. I, look, I'm messing up. You guys got to keep me honest, man. Sports ethos. I'm not used to the name change yet. The promo code over at mybookie.ag is still hootball. That may change shortly. As soon as it does, I will let you guys know. But mybookie.ag is the best online sports book out there. More lines and better odds than any other sports book. Man, I'm telling you, prop bets, parlays, anything that you want to bet on over there, some stuff not even sports-related. Anything that you want to bet on, mybookie.ag has it. They have a live 24-hour-a-day casino. Go over and check them out. Use the promo code my over at mybookie. Use the promo code HOOPBALL. They'll match your initial deposit 50% up to $1,000. You bet, you win, you get paid. It really is that simple over at mybookie. If you're disciplined and you only bet the odds boost, you can go over there. And here's the best thing about their odds boost. When you win their odds boost, you don't win bonus bucks. You don't win money that you have to risk again. When you go over there and you win an odds boost, you get that money. You can cash that money out immediately. You don't have to put it back into play. So if you want to be disciplined and win money that way, go over there and just play the odds boost. It's it's super easy. You can follow the guys at Hootball Gaming. Get a wager pass if you're interested in that. They'll help you if you want to get into betting a little more. If you're already into betting, you know what to do. You may not need them. But those guys are super sharp. They are doing very, very well this year. So, again, mybookie.ag is a site. The promo code is Hootball for an initial deposit, deposit match, 50% up to $1,000. We still have the promo code HOOPBALL20 with Manscaped.com. Lawnmower 4.0 is out. I got mine in last week, maybe week before last. I don't know. Things are running together, but I love it. Skin-safe technology keeps you from pinching yourself in places where you don't want to get pinched. The LED, it is waterproof. You can use it in the shower if you want to use it in the shower. They have more than just a lawnmower. They have the weed whacker, the nose and ear hair trimmer. If that's a, if you have those issues, I don't yet. So I'm thankful for that, but it is there. It's available. They have lotions and creams and body washes, aftershaves, boxers, ton of different stuff to help you take care of yourself over at manscaped.com. Go over and use promo code hoopball20. 
get 20% off and free shipping. Let them know we sent you. It helps us out. Thank you all for listening to the show. Again, this one's short. The next one will be longer. Isaac will be back. We'll be talking about the Grizzlies beating the Hawks, hopefully. If not, I'm going to get an earful from my uh, my buddy Alan. He likes to talk crap whenever we play each other, but I'm hoping that I'm the one that has the last laugh day after Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in. The show on Twitter, at, at Ethos Grizz, E-P-H-O-S, Ethos Grizzlies. I'm at D-O-2-1-1-1, Isaac, with Isaac underscore Rivals. Until next time, go Grizz. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.